0: Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more, recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Transformation pictures in the fitness world are common, and is often celebrated as an accomplishment of some sort. But is it, though? In our lifetime, we get to live in one body. In the fitness world and in life, we tend to place so much superficial values on the way our bodies look that we tend to forget amazing abilities that our bodies have. Coach Michelle and I dove deep into talking about why we think this way of thinking about our bodies are toxic, using our own stories to share some thoughts on how we hope to change the way you look at yourself. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show and leave us a review on iTunes. Let's get this started. I am so excited to have this conversation with you dudes. Uh, Let's have a really honest and open conversation today. This is a topic that, you know, that comes around once in a while and something that we always think about. There are certain reasons as to why we don't do certain things here in the fitness facility and that's promoted in the, the other venues, and we get questions about it all the time. So we're going to really break it down. We've kind of touched on it in the previous episode, but we're going to really dig deep today. So to start this conversation, I want to ask you this question, Deuce, and, and this is going to lead us into the topic that we want to talk about. The question is, what is your definition of fit, and what does it mean for you to be fit? right.
1: Yeah. So normally I don't know anything that we're going to talk about. And he hit me with this one this morning. So I've had Mm -hmm. time to think about it and I've been processing it all morning. And really, I mean, so I know for me how what I would feel like for me is fit. But really fit is such a loose term. And Mm -hmm. so for and at different points, I was even thinking about you and how uh, you know, fit for you might be uh, whatever you're working toward. Like if you're working toward like right now, you're working toward a new certification. So you mm-hmm. need to go in that direction. Other mm-hmm. people might be runners. So that might be fit. I was thinking about my clients who each one of them is getting more fit or who is fit in their very own way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So fit. So to me, I think fit is a very loose definition mm-hmm. of somebody being able to perform movements and, and have the ability to do things that allow them to become stronger and to become more physically active. That's Mm -hmm. the loosest term that I can, I can give. And I think really for each person that has, you know, a a different meaning.
0: I I absolutely agree. I think the definition of fit varies per individual. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, You know, if you're looking at a bodybuilder, a fit might be like this chiseled look that looks great on stage. But if you look at an athlete, uh, particularly a football player, a lineman, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You know, to an average person, they might look overweight, but their job of being fit for their sport is being able to perform their job. So they really don't care about how they look. They care more about how they perform. From an average person standpoint, my definition of fit has evolved over time. Yes. It just depends on the time of your life. Like, I have a dad bod right now, and I'm totally fine oh, with it. do I, not. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> you don't, but okay. I do. <laughs> I do, but I'm totally fine with it because my main goal all my daily life is I want to be able to play with Noah. Right. We go down in the basement, and we sprint, and as long as I'm able to do that, I'm, I'm happy that I can do that. Um, But at times, if I'm getting ready for a certification that requires physical component, I have Mm -hmm. to be able to perform that, Um, you know, stuff like that. The reason why I'm bringing this up is when we sit down and actually think about what fit means to us, we have different answers that pops in our head. Right. But we tend to think of one picture or one body type. Yes. When we immediately think of quote unquote fit. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That Ken and Barbie look. Yes. You know, that like really six pack abs with a nice tan with blonde hair, that kind of look. Mm-hmm. And to me, as I've gone through in this fitness industry, that is a very toxic way of looking at the, at the definition of fit.
1: Right. That's a very good way to describe it. That word toxic, yeah, Mm -hmm. says so much, it really is. One of the things that I learned years ago, I lost over 60 pounds and I guess I had this image in my mind of one, you know, that fits sort of into the category that you just described. And as I started losing weight and becoming stronger and more active, I realized it doesn't matter how much I work or how much weight I lose, I'm not going to look like those people. Mm. And I, I really had to come to terms with that at some point, you know, I hadn't reached my goals yet, but I really had to realize that, that image that we're fed Mm -hmm. as a society, Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't ever going to be that no matter how hard I worked. So then I had to decide what it was for me, Mm -hmm. where I wanted to be and what I needed to work toward rather than looking at these other people and setting my goals based on them.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know, like, if you want to lose weight because you were told by the doctor that, like, if you don't lose certain amount of weight, you're at higher risk for yes. this kind of disease, mm-hmm. I can 100% get behind that and help you in that process. But where I have issues with, I guess, is this single picture of what everybody perceives that they want, mm-hmm. but they just don't know that that's really not the end goal that you're looking for. I'm not, I don't want to speak for everyone, mm-hmm. but for most people that look quote unquote, look that they're seeking is really not what they are after. It's way deeper than that. Yes. Way more than that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And here's the thing. Our bodies are capable of doing so many great things and we only get to live in one body, mm-hmm. right? To not honor and recognize what this body is capable of doing and just chase after that 2d picture that picture that that you think is what you want i feel like i feel sad for people who chases that look because you're missing a whole bunch of stuff yes in the process i think of body image in terms of body image shouldn't be a picture it should be more like a 3D video in terms of how it can move and what it can do. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And, and I have to give credit like that. That was something that, um, that somebody said that to me over the weekend in a seminar. And I thought, I I thought to myself, that's it. That's how I want to frame this. Um, because that's what it comes down to. Right. You know, like this endless pursuit of this non-existence, image mm-hmm. which fitness marketing is is a huge you know offender for that that's what they promote and that's what tugs at your emotions yes. right um but like the, the this is why we don't really do transformation photos mm-hmm. you know i don't want people to chase that look because when you arrive to that point you're gonna feel like well I'm, i feel i'm not, i feel like i'm still not there right there's some that's some of the responses right or i'm here but i i'm not happier than i was Yeah. That
1: that is very true. That is so true. You have to find that happiness within. And it is not always by achieving a certain size gene. Mm -hmm. It's it's very rarely,
0: actually. Mm -hmm. Right. And so instead, what I want, you know, what I want to promote is more of what is your particular goal? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What is it that like you're missing in your life that you want to achieve? You know, what do you think is holding you back? in your life that like when if somebody asks you hey let's go for a walk or let's do this and what what is it that went inside of you that says no no, no i can't do that mm-hmm. you know what is it that's holding you back and and realistically it may not even be a physical activity piece that you're missing it might be something that you have to come to peace with in your head mm-hmm. or a voice inside your head yes and this is a good point to kind of talk about something that you've talked talked to me about and i think and and you're open to talking about Mm -hmm. that the look Mm -hmm. of a trainer a look of a coach how you used to think like you didn't fit the mold so you had to kind of work harder to get there right right you wanna talk about that real quick?
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah, it, it is it's hard, first of all. It's hard to be a trainer. And sometimes even on the first time I meet somebody, I always think when they meet me for the first time, if they don't know me, are they gonna look at me and think, You're my trainer? Because I don't fit that mold. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. Um uh, that it you know, my my size and my um, it, it doesn't affect how I can train. I know movements. Um, my movements are good. Of course, there's always things we all can improve on. There's things that sometimes we're really good at at one point and then maybe we don't work on them as much and then they don't become as good. But that doesn't mean, you know, I can't train you to become better. I can't work with you. But that has been my own personal internal struggle when people see me, that I don't you know I don't fit that mold. When you were talking earlier too, it, it made me think about all of the people who will put they'll put a model on their refrigerator so when they go to eat they see that Mm. that's like an unattainable goal you're never going to become that person on there first of all they're probably so photoshopped it's not even Mm -hmm. (laughs) close to what they look like um you know and I think that's what a lot of people have in their mind I'm going to join a gym or I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to start to run so I can look like this and we're almost setting ourselves up for failure by doing that and like I mentioned before, and I, I've mentioned in other podcasts too, I've had to really talk myself through it. I've had to find a way to really love myself where I'm at, whenever I'm at a different point in my life. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm not at my fittest. I'm probably not at my happiest. So I have to find ways to really be happy so that I can keep working hard and training hard. And you know right now, with everything that's going in the world, we've all had to find out different ways that we can do things. Uh, you know, th- how can we train? how can, how can we stay fit when, when we're at home, when we don't have a gym, when we maybe don't have a trainer or, or any of those things. So yeah, it is it's a huge struggle. It's a, it's a continuous struggle
0: the it's interesting to hear this idea of and not just from you but you know i've heard it from clients too of how much value we place on how we look mm-hmm. right and to me it, it saddens me a little bit because we as individuals are way more than what we look in the mirror yes right to me i'd rather be working on my inner self what mm-hmm. can i offer to the world how can i become a better person yes. those qualities are so much more meaningful than the outlook that we portray and, and i know i don't i don't i can't speak for everyone but when i look at somebody my immediate thought is not oh that person's out of shape right. you know like that's not a thought that even goes uh, goes into my head you know i think we if we if as a society we worked more on accepting people as who they are Right. And we worked on that quality over like oh this look. You mm-hmm. know, like that that kinda idea will be in a better place. And 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 that starts with us, of way we look at ourselves. You know, we don't need to place so much value on how we look in the mirror. Right. And and this goes back and ties back into what you're saying about like this fitting this look of a trainer. Mm-hmm. Such stereotype doesn't need to exist. As a coach or as a trainer, your knowledge and your way of ability to communicate with your clients is so much more meaningful than what you look like as a trainer or a coach. You know, sometimes it's almost like, um, you know, quote unquote, let's say if you don't fit the mold of a trainer or a coach, it's probably because you're spending too much time on other people that you don't have, you haven't carved out your time to work on yourself
1: <laughs> Well, that's very true. Right? <laughs> yes, And I mean,
0: I keep you busy, you have a pretty mean boss that uh, keeps <laughs> oh, you busy. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, (laughs) you know, like that speaks a volume in itself that you're so dedicated to your clients that you're willing to sacrifice your own training time to work for them. Mm -hmm. You know, like so this idea of I want this certain look or certain body type, you know, I think we can move past that now. It doesn't need to stay there. Let's really work on. You know, moving on from that Mm -hmm. and let's, as a fitness professionals, let's not promote that anymore. Like that's, that's to me, that's harmful. Right. I see more harm come out of that process than good.
1: Right. This thought just came into my head when you were talking a minute ago. When I look at other people, it doesn't matter what size they are. It doesn't matter how much they can deadlift, how far they can run. Those aren't the first things we think of when somebody walks into a room you think about those qualities, like you said, you're you're working on, you know, what I can give to society, what, who I can be as a person. That's more important to you, isn't that so true about how we look at everybody else? So yeah. somebody will walk in a room, and I'll think, oh, there's my friend so and so, you know, or I'll think about maybe something about them that makes me happy, something that is really um, that really stands out about them, mm-hmm. and it's not what size jeans they are, what their deadlift is. But then when we think about ourselves, how do we look at ourselves? We don't always think about those good qualities that we have to offer other people. We think about the things where we don't feel like we're good enough. So we need to change that around. Did that make sense what I was Mm -hmm. saying? Like we need to look at ourselves for the good that we have to offer Mm -hmm. you know like what you just said about me about the time that I give to my clients I do I'm very dedicated and very devoted to my clients that's not the first thing that I think about myself though you know we often think of those things that we need to improve Mm -hmm. and how we can be better so we should look at ourselves like we would look at anybody else
0: yeah that be kinder to yourself right like that idea of that you know all this thoughts you know have been formulating in my head for a long time but over the weekend I had the honor of attending a uh, web seminar called toxic masculinity how do you say that word? masculinity masculinity i can't i have a really hard st- i don't know why i have a hard time saying that word toxic mus- toxic masculinity masculinity yep. masculine mask.
1: <laughs> <a> mask
2: masculinity <laughs> there you go
0: <laughs> in the fitness industry and it's, it was a conversation about how we are taught to think in terms of this is what you want this is th- that's why i hear this is a look that you want you need to be lifting heavy weights and achieving these goals and this is the end goal this is why you get into the fitness industry mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be that way right individual goals are set differently and as a coach it's our job to help them navigate their way mm-hmm. right the way i approach my athletes Versus adult clients are different. Yes,
1: totally. And that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Some of you tend to work more with the athletes. So a lot of what you're doing is building strength, working. But even within that athlete group, you have to work with each of them where they're at. I work with more of our general general population and maybe some people are coming back from injuries or, you know, maybe, uh, they don't need to be as explosive as our athletes. So we're, we're modifying and working where they're at. And, and both of those are so rewarding to, to work with them wherever they are. Some people might never pick up a trap bar. Yeah. And that's okay. But they are, yeah, but they're really, they're crushing goals for themselves and, Mm. and it's amazing.
0: Right. I mean, it's like I look at it in terms of it's the tools in our toolboxes, Mm -hmm. right? Depending on who we're working with, we're picking different tools to hand it to our clients. And it's our job as a professionals in the field to hand the right tools to those clients, Mm -hmm. to those individuals, so we can help them achieve their goals. Even with athletes, you know, I have a generalized, you know, it's a general program that I write that's progressive over time for my athletes, clients. But the way I talk to them, why I communicate with them, that the advice I give them is different depending on the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, there are kids who are who have trained with me for three to four years. Those the advice those kids get are totally different from kids who are just starting out. Right. You know, I may push them in the weight that they push for the, the veteran uh, athlete. But for a newbie, I'm usually telling them to go lighter. hmm. Uh, to just hold themselves back a little bit because they're just starting out. I'd rather have them master the movements because I, I look, I I think in terms of movement quality, right? Anything that they do right now could help or harm them in the long run. Yes, we have to play the long game. It's not the short game, mm-hmm. and the fitness industry tends to focus on the short game, short games because people want those quick fixes and and quick turnarounds, and they're willing to sacrifice anything and everything to get to the point B that's superficial for most people I think that's the word that I've been looking for is, is the image that they have in their head is very superficial right that's a good word yeah and because I, j- I just like I have a hard time wording and phrasing what I want to convey as far as the message goes in this topic because I want to support them in ju- their journey of saying like this is the look that I want short sure, like if that's what you want I want you to get there But also do realize that that idea of that, that you want this body image, quote unquote, of the picture that you're looking for is very superficial. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to carry any meanings. And honestly, aside from you placing that value on that look, nobody else will place that same value on that. Right. Right.
1: Right. And like I said about the picture on the refrigerator, in that sense, a lot of times we're setting ourselves up for goals we can't reach. Mm. So we just have to keep, you know, look at yourself and see where your goals are and change them as you need to.
0: Yeah. And also the other pet peeve I have in regards to this is fitness should only be a part of your life. Yes. Not the whole thing. Yes.
1: Yes. That's where my word of the year comes in. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. It should,
0: I look at it as like, it should be an enhancer of your quality of your life, right? It shouldn't be everything. You shouldn't spend every waking moment trying to figure out your macros and calories and when you're going to get your workout in and blah, blah, blah. Like, It shouldn't be that it should be a supplement to your life you know it should be like oh i look forward to this because it's gonna get me off to a better day Mm -hmm. or it's gonna set my i'm I'm a better person when i work out or get my training session in or you know i have a goal that i'm trying to achieve and in order to do that i need to be consistent so i'm going to dedicate half an hour an hour to myself to improve myself and to get closer to my goal Mm -hmm. not necessarily oh i need to do this i need to track this i need to write this down so because of this superficial image that you're trying to achieve and and i have a feeling i might be pissing some people off but i think we need to also be honest about like look we've been in this for a long haul right we, we've done this long enough to know that this is this does more harm than good mm-hmm. the side that i'm starting to see is the kids the youth starting to see these advertisement on these companies or the transformation pictures and say oh i want this kids are too young for that. Yes. Like I don't want them to be growing up idolizing certain looks or like certain things. It's not healthy for them. Right. You know, and, and and they forget like they they don't have the perspective to be able to step back and say, oh, you know what? This is not healthy for me. They just like dive right in. It's not good for them. Usually and I've seen where it goes south. Mm-hmm. Like it leads to eating disorders. Yes.
1: And it feels like we're seeing more and more and more of those.
0: Yes. And that breaks my heart. Like, that truly, truly breaks my heart to see, like, younger generation, like, from high school to college-aged girls particularly, you know, suffering and struggling with body image issues and going down the path of eating disorders and limiting calories and and just harming their bodies for long term that they don't even know that that's coming to them. And... I, it's a hard line for me to walk because I love what we get to do, mm-hmm. but we're fighting an uphill battle with the bigger companies from promote different ways. That's very true.
1: I think though, in the, when, when the kids are here though, there's none of that. There's, there's none of that. We have athletes at all different levels at all different abilities, all different shapes and sizes. And each one of them just continues to get stronger and feels good about themselves when they're here. So at least they have that and they know that. And we instill that good, um, that good thinking Mm -hmm. into them. I think on the flip side of that, too, a lot of people will think like, oh, if you go to the gym, you should look strong. Not everybody who lifts is going to have these, you know, massive muscles and and everybody wants to be toned and defined. or You know, the words I hear all the time and skinny. I think those are the top three things I hear, especially from women uh, that they want to be when when I ask them what their goals are when they when they come in. And, uh, you know, everybody is on their own. Path. So, some people, you know, when I start to lift heavy, mm-hmm. my muscles right away. You, you can see. Some people like that. Some people don't. Other people may not get there. So, it's it's this. You have to work with where you're at and
0: what what's going to work. And when you brought up those three points of like skinny and tone, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do take the step that I say, like, what? Well, why? Why do you want to look that way? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think, they stumble as they well because I just do, mm-hmm. and they don't really take the path of trying to figure out why i'd really truly like truly like to know why when i ask why because I'm, I'm i'm curious to see like is this an image that was fed to you through media like this is what you should look like mm-hmm. or like you look at your pictures and like oh i looked really good that so you're basing it off on your own perception not regardless of like in regards to health or how you felt or anything like that um, i'm just generally curious to see why people tend to strive towards that Ken and Barbie image most of the time. and and, and I, sometimes I struggle to understand it to be honest with you, right? Because I, I see I see it doing more harm than good. right and It's
1: media, it's everything we see. Even the people on TV when you find out what size they actually mm-hmm. are in movies, they're so tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know so that's what they're they're seeing all the time from from young on up. I love when I'm looking at, uh, you know, different fitness videos and, and yoga things. I love when I see somebody who doesn't fit that image and I Mm -hmm. love to just, you know, to watch and, and see how strong and powerful or, you know, how their yoga movements are. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to see when you see people who are out of that, that, Image type mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. You know the one of the things that they talked about in the in the seminar I attended was like fat bodies doesn't mean unhealthy. No, it's this is true. Like, mm-hmm. and people, I think a lot of people. That's an eye opening statement to a lot of people. But if you think about like NFL linemen, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are so ridiculously strong. Yes. And, and they're able to perform their duties. Now, like, their bodies might be shot from all these years of collision, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that they're unfit. Right. No, they're fit for their sport. So that's what I mean by, like, going back to the, be- to the point that we talked about in the beginning. The definition of fit depends on the individuals. There is mm-hmm. no universal definition of what a fit should be. It depends on the outcome that you want, what you what you want to do with your body. Mm-hmm. And to first find out what your goal is, you know, get in touch with your body in a sense of what is, it, what is it that you feel like you're lacking? Is it the mobility to be able to move up and down without any pain? The ability to just go through daily tasks without any pain? Is it certain type of activities that you want to with your kids is it you know if somebody invites you to do something you want to be able to feel the confidence to have to say yes mm-hmm. instead of no you know it depends it depends on or, or are you just trying to combat the sedentary work that you have you know the work requires to sit all day and and just get some movement in and to help combat the long-term you know, damage that you could be doing to your body by just having a, a sit down job. You know, right. I see, I see a lot of people who have office jobs, you know, their shoulders are rounded forward, they're hunched over and you progress over time. You see these senior citizens with turtle posture, mm-hmm. you know, I think to myself, you know what, gosh, like I, I don't want to end up there. Right. So what do we do? You know, there are certain movements that you, cor- you can incorporate into strength training to ensure that you don't end up there, you know. There, there are approaches that we can take to ensure that we don't suffer the unnecessary pain that we could be forced to face in the future. Right. There's smart approaches that we can take to get there.
1: Sure, and especially now, I, you touched on this a little bit earlier too. Uh, to find out what the root of your struggle is, where where is it coming from? Are you unhappy somewhere? Is is something, you know, whether it's with your diet or your your fitness you have to you have to figure out where that's coming from first so right now you know how many times have you heard oh i gained the covid 19 mm. well what's what's really the root of that struggle why are you gaining it is it because you are more sedentary now maybe you need to get up and walk around a little bit more is it because you used to work and you had to walk all day long and now you're working from home and and you're not moving maybe you're sad maybe you're scared you know uh, any of those things you you have to dig deep first and then Figure out where you're going to go from from there and not allow yourself to live with those excuses. I say that so often, but oh, you know, the the COVID-19, none of us have to gain the COVID-19 mm-hmm. and we don't need to allow ourselves to stay there if we did. Mm-hmm. And it's OK if we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the trainer's name. I wanted to look this up, but I saw it the other day and, and basically he was saying, you know, you, you can't mess this up. <laughs>
2: yeah. if,
1: if you ate a whole pizza last night, I don't care. Yeah. Don't eat a whole pizza every day, you know? Yeah. And, and, and if you haven't trained in two years, I don't care yeah start training now start slow Mm -hmm. start being active do what you need to do to start that process Mm -hmm.
0: you can't mess it up (laughs) it's true you can't and and, you know anybody can start at certain points um you know i just think in terms of like i don't want you to put a bandage on the scar Mm -hmm. you know let's get to the root of your scar like what happened how can we prevent it from happening again right you know because the putting a bandage on it doesn't really heal Mm -hmm. you know and so Let's really if you want to work on yourself, let's really work on it, right you know, and let's not focus on this two d picture that's the superficial picture that we have in our minds that that we think is going to lead to happiness right
1: if you if you don't find out the root of that unhappiness, you're never going to be happy even if you do look like that mm-hmm. picture that that problem is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. I a lot of times will tell people to write things down too because sometimes you don't even know. Mm-hmm. As you're going, write things down, write down your thoughts. And as you're writing, you might figure out like, "Ooh, wow, I didn't even know that was there. I didn't even know that was part of my struggle. And then you can start cracking away at it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is like, you know, we, we often talk about perspective and journey mm-hmm. and it comes back to those two points. If you're we able to shift our perspective, perspective to look at movements and training as a, as, as a way of leading to happiness, because you feel better be that, that you're moving and you're learning how to move properly. So then all the other areas of life and the quality of life improves, which is great. Yes. And then as far as journey goes, it's almost like, I don't care how you get started. Part of it is when, we, when when the clients come here, first thing we want to do is we want to plug them into the community because by having the community members who are there to cheer you on and help you and just kind of push you and motivate you, that helps tremendously to make sure that you stay with what you're doing. Yes. You know,
1: and don't use any of it as a punishment. Mm -hmm. How often do people, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, not eat. So they want to feel that hunger all the time so that they know they're doing something or they want to work so hard that it hurts or they're super sore. None of this should be a punishment. It should all be a reward. Just making a better you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Don't, you know, Don't minimize the ability that our body has to be able to move, to do things, you know, and don't just put in this this picture. I keep coming back to Mm -hmm. that point Mm because that quote really, really resonates really well with me that like the body is not just the way it looks. Mm -hmm. It's there's so much depth and so much ability to what it can do that I want you to be able to take the time to discover what it that what that is and really depending on who you are what you're doing and you know really spend time getting to know it mm-hmm. you know that's that's the that's the amazing part of what we get to do so this is why we don't do transformation photos. This is why we don't do thirty days. Let's lose thirty pounds. <laughs> right. We don't need to put more emphasis on that. There's other companies and people who put and then if we do that, maybe we'll make more money. But like that's, we want to fight against that. That's not what we promote. That's we are. That's we. Are, we stand up against it. Right. Because it's not to us. We don't see it as a healthy habit. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's more. It does more harm than good. And and to to those of you that's listening, it's like wow, it helped me. Awesome, it, I'm I'm glad that it worked for you. But also, please recognize that there's other side of the coin that it has harmed so many people by fitness world promoting this way of thinking.
1: Yes, and you know I I do hear that a lot too. I hear the only thing that ever worked for me was XYZ, XYZ yeah. Again, that goes back to perspective. Why did that work for you? Mm -hmm. but other maybe healthier choices didn't. Maybe this was a quick fix. Maybe you were doing it with a friend who was really encouraging you, which goes back to the community aspect of it that, that you talked about. Maybe you were at a point in your life when you were really, really happy and it felt really good. Uh, so you need to look at all of those components because there's not only one thing that will work for you. I, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm a pure example of that. There, there have been, you know, many different things depending on what point of my life I'm at. Maybe you, you don't have time maybe to do one thing or, you know, when kids are young, so you have to, to alter it. Anything that you want can work for you. You can, you can make it work. You just, you have to want to, and you have to really have that, that good drive and you have to have good people who are supporting you so it's it's not that you know oh these shakes were the only thing that ever worked for me that's not true Mm -hmm. you have to look at why they worked what was your motivation behind that what you know and and then you can transfer that to to maybe a healthier way to do it maybe a longer lasting Mm -hmm. way
0: right you know so at the end of the conversation because we're already at a 33 minute (laughs) wow when you say that i feel like we've just started (laughs) i know so what do we so we don't want to just talk about what we're frustrated against we want to give them prime example of what to do so instead of having that 2d picture Mm -hmm. try to think in terms of 3d video Mm -hmm. right of what your body is able to do really get to know your body well yes Really sit down and think in terms of, you know, if you want that look, really dissect as to why. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's the only person that can provide the most value out of yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, by looking like that, you feel like you can be the best version of yourself. But why do you feel like you need that look? Like ask these tough questions if you're that person who's really like, I don't really understand what you're talking about right now.
1: That is a really uh, it, that's a really really big thought too because I think many people including myself years ago felt like people might like me better if I was a different body type and that is so not true yes and if there is anybody out there who does love you more because you know you you fit a different body type, yeah, maybe they don't love you for the <laughs> the yeah. right reasons
0: maybe you're in a wrong relationship yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah and that's that's tough that's one that you know that that stings the eyes but i did have that feeling uh that you know maybe if i looked like this people mm. would appreciate me more, like me more, any of those things. And that is, it it is so not true. And, and that was, I, I touch on this all the time. That was a huge lesson for me is that I had to love myself wherever I was at. And then people would like me more too, because isn't that true? We are drawn to people Mm -hmm. who are happy, who Mm -hmm. are bringing that. So if you love yourself, other people are just going to be able to love you more Mm -hmm think about the people who are, you know, they're always putting themselves down. Oh, my jeans don't fit. Oh, I, ga- I gained weight. All, all of those things. It's, it's harder to get in touch with who they really are because they're always putting these negative things out there. But somebody who's just really loves themselves where they're at, that, that makes the connection a lot easier.
0: Absolutely. And really spend time figuring out like what your goals are. It's mm-hmm. important. Like goal setting is, this kind of a cliche, right? Everybody talks about how important it is, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, when you're going to commit to this, this type of journey, it's important to set your goals because once you have a clear cut goal of what you want to achieve through your body, by learning about your body, It makes it so much easier to make that commitment to be like, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start going to class. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just gonna start gonna gonna really work on this because this is gonna lead to A, B, and C. You know? Like I as a dad of a four year old, like I'm so excited for his future and just like playing sports with him in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, I get a little taste of that now and I'm thinking to myself like you know what, it gives me a little bit more motivation to come and train a little bit more Yes. because I want to continue to do this with him as long as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember, and, then, and and this is the process I've been working on. It's like, how do I connect my past memories to this, right? Because like, when you start to understand yourself better when you're able to discover why the reason why you do. And I think in terms of like, who did I play with the most? Like, who did I, I love baseball. I loved baseball when I was growing up. Why did I love it baseball so much? Because I have a great memory of playing catch with my grandfather like every weekend.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: You know, and then now I, it makes sense because I love doing that kind of stuff with Noah. So it comes back around. Yes. You know, and so think in terms of like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and then start drawing up a map of, you know, like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do to ensure that I can do this in the future. That's, I think, what I want to promote. Yes. Part of it is we want to kind of break the mold, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think that it starts with a conversation. Yes. And promoting different way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much out there locally and globally of how transformations are good. Like, sure, the body type transformation is one type of transformation. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be limited to that. It should be way more than that in in the realm of fitness. Because that's like seeing like just tunnel vision right Mm -hmm. if you take a step back and look around and say like wow there's so many transformations that could happen in a fitness facility we should be promoting other areas other than just body quote-unquote body type transformation it's you're going to be able to we're going to be able to help so many more people yes right What sells might be that like, oh, look at this 500 pound guy go to 220 pounds. That's (laughs) awesome. It looks great. And and somehow everybody tends to think like I can be that too. And that's what you get pulled into. But there is way more transformation that happens in this facility that's not like that. Yes. And people end up walking out of here happier Mm -hmm. because they've discovered themselves. Right. Right. That's why we're called Resurrection Movement Studio. Have you ever thought about that? Like I never, this was never my, my, my never an intention to have the name of the studio have that much meaning, but really it's a rediscovery Mm -hmm. of who we are. Like I rediscovered myself through the years that we've been open. Right. And, and I think a lot of people who walk in here rediscover themselves internally and, and they may not have that like before and after picture. Right. But. If we took uh, maybe a picture of their heart mm-hmm. in the beginning, that's this is going to sound so cliche. <laughs> maybe it was like a little broken, you know, in the beginning because of certain reasons. Yes. But then it's a whole heart now, mm-hmm. you know, as they as they go through this journey. And then maybe it's still healing, but that's what we want to promote. That's the ultimate transformation is feeling like you're a brand new person.
2: Yes.
1: Yes and we have seen that happen in so many different ways here
0: yeah and it's been amazing to see that Mm -hmm. that's our favorite part right oh it is yeah and it never looks the same it looks different for each individual and we celebrate every time you know we may not capture it in the moment in a picture or a video but i take like a a, you know a, a picture in my head of like this is a wonderful transformation
1: right I, I say that I, I have that moment all the time, too. I always say, you know, remember your first day when you came in here. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who don't think they can or maybe didn't before or maybe they weren't in the right environment where everybody was kind of um, encouraged to do the same thing. Here's our board. Here's what everybody's going to do. And, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, it's not like that here. So on your first day, what you bring in and what you what you think you have is never where where you're going it's always there's always this this nice transformation this progress
0: yeah anything else you want to add to uh
1: no I I well yes (laughs) obviously I'm saying no but I'm talking go for it yeah no just as we're talking one of the things that was coming to my mind was years ago before the gym was even open you you stayed with my family and I remember one of the the number one questions people would say Your trainer's living with you. How are you ever going to (laughs) eat, right? Like everybody had this thing in their mind that like, because my trainer was going to be in my house that I could never eat and I was going to have to, you know, uh, you know, starve myself and work out all day. And that's so not who you are. Mm-mm. And I progressed so much, even though I had already, you know, hit a whole lot of milestones in my own journey. Then from there, you know, my my progression was, was even greater because no matter what my, my, my body type was or, or what my weight was or, or what I was deadlifting, this... It, it's always been accepted here. There's always room for growth if we are at a point where maybe we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Let's let's get there. And what do we need to do to get there? And yeah, it just it it it's a very welcoming place to be. And I don't think I would be where I am today if I had not met you Aww. and been such a part of this gym. Yeah, because You know, I think we all fall prey to that picture on the refrigerator at some point in our lives. And
0: I think so too. I mean, I think one of the things that I do want to say at the end is like, if you are thinking in those terms, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's, we can always work on that. Right. And if you feel like you're not ready to get out of that zone, that's okay too. I think eventually you will. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I've developed the patience, not the patience, but like understanding of how long it takes for somebody to think differently, right? Yeah, that's the hardest part. Yeah, and I I know that I'm not going to be the person that may change somebody's mind but i may be like the second or the third person who said it and eventually by the seventh or eighth person and i'm using this analogy because i heard once i heard a pastor say it usually takes seven encounters with a Christian for somebody to really be interested become interested in what you believe in Mm, okay so then i always use that analogy to think in terms of any change that we're trying to promote it usually takes seven times for them to hear and be like, well, maybe they have a point. Right, right. So if I if we're the first person that's, that's saying this to you, most likely you're going to say to yourself, oh, that's a bunch of BS. Mm-hmm. I have no time for that. I don't understand what they're saying. And if you were there, that's okay. Just know that we're content with being the first person. But if you continue to hear the same message over and over, and I'm hoping that you'll start to hear it as the fitness industry and the world progresses that you start to think in terms of maybe I should start to think differently about my body.
1: Right. That gives That's you a good goal. indication of how many times we've heard all the negative stuff too. Yeah. The things that, you know, aren't the healthiest path.
0: Right. And and th- the reason why we kind of sound like we repeat similar topic is th- the same exact reason. Like I know that hearing about something one time is not going to think pe- make think. think, <laughs> wow, I cannot get my <laughs> words out one time is not going to make people want to change the way they think mm-hmm. that's what i was trying to say right so that's why we kind of try to approach it in said diff- different venues to kind of get them to really start to think like maybe i want to sit down and just kind of think about this on my own for right. a little bit you
1: have to be really ready to hear it too so mm-hmm. if you hear it a couple times or maybe you know somebody's listening for one reason but then they hear something that really resonates with them in another way uh, I've heard that through several of the podcasts, you know, maybe they don't have the same situation going on, uh, but they listen and, and they get a whole lot out of it in in another way. And that's what we're here for. We're, yeah. we're just here to really develop anybody who walks in the door, wherever they're at, ourselves included. Mm-hmm. You and I both. I mean, we both have to, you know, we 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 have our ups, we have our downs and and uh, we just we just keep working.
0: That's right. Well, this is another great conversation, Doofs. We also learn from each other through these conversations, so, oh, yeah. so we keep doing it. Yeah,
1: I, I always walk out of here motivated and All good. feeling inspired. So. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for listening, listeners, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.